Hello, James. Good morning, Christopher. Do you notice anything different about me today? Well, you took your hat off. You have a questionable t-shirt on. I don't know. You look a little more relaxed than usual. I am not smiling. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. You were just smiling. You're, you are now smiling and laughing. I'm laughing at the fact that I'm not laughing. Does okay. that count? No. So I woke up this morning, which is, I know, normal for you. Well, it's normal but for not most for of me. us. Waking up in the morning is normal for most of us. Okay? But do, I we, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. We do that every day, but one day. There's only <laughs> one day we don't wake up. I don't know what it was, but this morning I woke up kind of pissed off. <laughs> And the day didn't get any better. It wasn't like I could, you know, walk around, do my little routine and then, you know, negotiate a new attitude. Well, thanks for coming over, being in a pissed off mood. That's so I get up this morning, like I said, and I'm getting dressed and what I do, I don't know if you do this, but once every so many weeks, I take rubbing alcohol and I pour it into my shoes. I have never done that. I look at the bottle and... On the bottle, it says 50%. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't get 50% off on alcohol that was only 50%. Normally, it's 70, 75, 80, 85, 90 is my favorite one, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I look at the bottle, it says 50%. That means this is 50% water in right. my rope. That bugged. That was just a little know. annoying thing that bugged me. It, whose fault is that? Well, it's not like I, they had choices on the on the... You know, you used to have choices. They'd have like mint flavored rubbing alcohol. What? Yes. It's, it's been out there for oh years. It's you never seen the green bottle. Oh boy. No. <laughs> There's a green bottle. It's usually between 70 and 85% the green bottle and has a mint after smell to it. I used to use it when I, once upon a time, we used to be a, um, a, a band director. I would clean the instruments with the mint. So it didn't have that horrible smell. Okay. So anyways, no choices, no choices, no, no discount on the uh, 50% alcohol, but yet that's all I was left with. So um, when I bought it, I didn't, I just kind of dismissed it. But this morning, for some reason, it bugged. So then I go out to my car with all my gear, getting ready to come over, like I said, and on the ground, right by the driver's seat door of my car is a used condom. I mean, not a small used condom, a large, very used stretched out, disgusting used condom. And I'm like thinking, okay, so obviously somebody drove by, tried to fling it at my car as they drove by because I parked my car on a busy street. But I I got two questions. You ready, James? Yes. Actually, no, I'm not sure I am ready for this. (laughs) So yesterday was at least 105 degrees at my house. At least 105. I don't know what it was in Phoenix. It was like 114, I think. Okay. So last night, just before I went to bed, I, I go out every night and look at the cars and make sure that, you know, they're all locked because I've had problems with that before. So I did my normal tune. There was no condom there. No condom there. Uh-huh. So, and, and I'm thinking somebody last night was in their car and, and we're talking about a hundred. Oh, it's, it was well over a hundred degrees going through their sexual routine in their car and decides two things. Who has sex in their car when it's over 100 degrees? Secondly, okay, I get it. Every guy on the planet is probably going, yeah, well, I would. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking about the women, okay? The next thing is, is I'm at first I'm mad that I'm thinking, why did they fling this at my car? But the thing that bugged me the most is 
Why am I not getting sex in my cards? Why would you want it? You, I don't. <laughs> You're right. Not right, that I'd want sh- it. Should I? Should I? Should I address these questions? I, I have answers. Okay, for you. I got it. I want to hear the answers. Okay. Obviously, obviously, you're dealing with a Tesla owner. <laughs> That's you. Because I don't have a Tesla. What the hell do you think what, I am okay, here? Okay, so why why Tesla owner? Do you, why you drive up to my house? Have you seen a Tesla? No, I don't have a second house where I hide my Teslas. I thought you were telling me a surprise story here. Oh God, no! I wish. <laughs> surprise! I suddenly have money and I bought a Tesla. Uh, no, I'm saying a Tesla owner for two reasons. A, they're luxury cars, so they have great AC. Actually, three reasons. B, they have huge batteries, so you can just run the AC as long as you want. Uh, and are we up to C yet? C, they, uh, they, you fold those back seats down, and you have enough room to put a queen-size bed in there. Okay. So, so you're trying to say- It's a rolling sex machine. So you're saying if I had a Tesla, my, my, uh, my extracurricular evening activities would be- more interesting probably not <laughs> oh no that's so, 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 to your second question i think the answer there is how long have you been married yeah well i'm, I'm not going to talk about that one <laughs> <laughs> simple question all right next qu- next thing <laughs> so you're I'm, dodging the question <laughs> wow <laughs> i do want to stay married james <laughs> i don't know all right so Next. All right. So the next thing I want to tell you about is I'm on the freeway heading to your house again. And this is, this happens every single summer in Phoenix, all on the signs above the freeway. There is a high pollution awareness and they suggest to the people on the freeway to use a bus today. My question is, if you're already on the freeway, it's a little too late. to be using the bus. So why do they tell you to use a bus? And and the thing, let's just say, okay, so tomorrow I will use the bus. Will there be a high pollution? How will I know? Well, I won't know until I'm on the freeway again in my car driving. I don't know why you're so angry right now, (laughs) but I didn't put those signs up. So don't yell at me. But who thought of that? Like, uh, let's tell everybody to take a bus today after they've already been in their car, after they're already on their way to work. Maybe it's just a general point of it's just a general suggestion and we're you know they're going to get to you i can't imagine though how effective that ad campaign is because you're talking to people who are who already have cars now maybe there's probably a small percentage of people who have a car who've never been on the bus and they think hey yeah i could take the bus tomorrow and tomorrow they take the bus and they say oh my god i'm so thankful i have a car because <laughs> once you tell take you the, once you take the bus are you ever going to take the bus if you have I'm a car? I'm going to tell you now. I used to take the bus for years. And then yeah, on and then high got pollution a days, which I knew ahead of time because they happen every summer, I would think to myself, okay, the bus is disgusting. I think I'll just ride my bike. But then the thing is, is that then you're sucking in the smog. Ah, but Even now more you, of it on your bike. But now you have plenty of masks. Oh, that's true. <laughs> It is mask city out there still. And really? Yes, I, I, with the silver hairs. Thank you, because I'm still wearing my mask. Are you wearing still? Are you still wearing your mask? Damn straight, and I will be until people tell me to stop. They haven't like, yet. come up to me and say, "Take that damn thing off," and then I'll be like, "No." <laughs> so my neighbor was telling me a story about his son and how they were at a grocery store and he had been masked up. This kid 
you know, one of the probably bigger ones with the little air vent on the side. And some guy in line confronts this younger person and not completely young, early 20s. I think he's 20, maybe 21 and says, so you're one of those maskers. Why don't you take that thing off? No one in this line is, you know, and he goes off. So, so my neighbor tells me anyways, it's, they almost get in a fist fight over it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, I get that during the pandemic, people were scared and people were overreacting. People were underreacting. Um, but things have kind of cooled down now. Is it, are people still out there outraged? Yes. Why? Who cares? I, you know, I wear a mask all the time now, but not because, because they of the COVID, be. because be- I just love the, I don't I want cameras all over me. Yeah. That's kind of the same thing for me. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. it's, it's actually a couple of things. I've gotten so used to it. It's just so easy now. Uh, I think, I think it's a matter of politeness and manners. If the store employees are still having to wear masks and not all of them I feel are the same way, I will wear a mask. If the employees are wearing a mask, I will wear a mask without doubt. I just want to be courteous, but I got to tell you, I was at the bank yesterday and I was like, I'm going to go in this bank with full on glasses. I'm going to go with my <laughs> biggest mask. I'm just going to go straight up and just say, be kind of coy and go hello. And then just leave a moment of pause and see how the teller reacts. Nothing, nothing. It's like, yeah, people just wear masks. I don't have to know who you are. Your ID is good. Yeah. ID's good. I don't have to know who's behind there. Your color of your hair, not close. It's an old ID. It's okay. It's everything's kosher. Your eyebrows, they look about the same. I'll go by your eyebrows. It's, it's weird. Okay. Uh, but can I tell you why I was in the bank? Yes, but then we have to get back to an earlier point. Go ahead. I was in the bank because I needed a check for a new ID because I was getting a new passport. I thought that was hilarious. Why do you need a check? Like a, a a cashier's check? Yeah, um, my check. I, I don't write check. Do you write checks? Once a year at most. Right, right. So I ran out of checks a year ago and I've been fine without <laughs> them. And finally I needed one and I'm like, I don't have any checks. I opened a bank account when I got here uh, 10 years ago. I think I'm still under like 10 checks. I'm sorry. So that's almost the same story. 16 years ago, I opened a bank account. I got two two huge boxes of checks. They're all gone. I'm not going to replace them. No, no, no. You don't understand me. I've used like 10 of my checks. So oh, I have one book. One I literally book. have like four or five books of blank checks. So I read once that you could. I'm on my first book. It Legally, you can write your check on a napkin. Yeah. Yeah. So it's stupid. I'm going to start doing that. We, we should we should just yeah, cocktail napkins. We need to move into the 20th century let alone the 21st century. Okay, I got, okay, so I'm so sorry. I know you want to get to your point, but one last thing. So the passport thing. So you went to the bank for money. I went to the bank for money. Did they the give pass- you any? <laughs> and they did. Oh, which bank is this? <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Pollution, cars. <laughs> no, what? Did, did you want, you said you wanted to finish something. Or was that it? Well, the passport thing. Okay. So why am I getting a check for the passport? So to get a new passport today, you go online and you'd fill out all of this stuff online, like you normally do with most applications. At the end of the application thing, they say, and by the way, this is just a convenient. Just print it, go to the post office, get a money or a check. I mean, it's old fashioned. They make you go through all this, make you feel like you're in the modern world. But when it's all done, just print it and mail it. Go wait in the post office sign. I had to do that. Yeah. Not that it was a big deal. Did that a few years ago. Yeah, but I'm just saying is I already went through the application process. Why not just process it right there and ask me to mail my little picture? Why go through the and let me pay? I'm right there. I'm right there. Let me just press one more button and put my credit card information. Why do I have to go write a check? I kind of like it. It's and having to do it in person seems like it adds an extra layer of security. But you don't do it in person. You can't be just some Russian. You just mail it in. 
email in. Okay, well, still, it adds a physical step to it. And that seems like it, it could be just adding a level of security to it. Couldn't, you know, if you have a bunch of Russians across overseas who are faking their identities and getting fake passports online, it seems like it's easier if you cut out the mailing part. That makes sense. Okay, so if say that's true, so the only thing they got you on, if you lie, is once you send illegal, improper documents to the mail, now you, it's a mail fraud thing also. So they can get you on a double whammy. That's the only advantage. But I'm thinking about all the money spent on paper and ink <laughs> and and the post. Okay, I'd wait in line for the post. I'm one less person that could have. I mean, there's lots of little things, but you add it up over millions of people. And there are millions of people right now applying for new applications applications for the passports because it's been a year and a half to two years since they bothered. So okay. they are backed up. Oh, they're always backed well, up. Well, it's a great way to make money on the extra 40 bucks I had to pay for expediting it. Oh, well, that was you. <laughs> Some of us plan ahead. Um, Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Tell me a little bit about pollution. Pollution? And cars. That's No, I was talking about pollution and cars. <laughs> I was going to talk about, you You were talking about this kid who got accosted before wearing a mask. Oh, right, 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 right. And interestingly enough, my co-host from another show that I do called Subrant, subrantpodcast.com. My co-host there is Catherine and she's, I don't actually know how old she is, but she's, you know, our age. So she's in her fifties. She's very small and she was going to Costco for the first time, uh, I guess about a month ago. And some guy, and she was wearing a mask because her, she takes care of her elderly parents. So she wants to make sure that she's extra cautious and not bring anything home. Yeah, and Costco still has strict rules. No. Costco no. is mask is maskless now. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and so she's in the store, Costco, minding her own business, and some guy comes up to her who's wearing a big knife, like a big bowie knife, on his hip, and has a a basket full of meat, as she says. Starts accosting her. It doesn't accost her, but it's like, "Hey, why are you wearing a mask?" And like starts following her around, like kind of harassing her. Yeah. He's like picking he's a man, up, obviously. Yeah, he's a guy, he's a guy with a freaking Bowie on his hip, following this woman around uh, for no reason aside from you know it's an easy target. Does she call security or anything? No, she just keeps walking away from him, and and he keeps following her. So I said, Catherine, next time you need to go to Costco, you can come down to my Costco. Not that it's going to be any less weird, but I'd like to see someone try to come up to me. That's how I feel too. I couldn't imagine if I was like, cause when, I don't know how you are. Well, I go to Costco once in a while with my wife and she goes to her little section, does her normal <laughs> routine. And I approve the center area where, you know, they yeah, have right, right, the, cheap clothes that you can buy. And then you walk out the store and like a hundred thousand other people have the exact shirt, <laughs> exact shorts. Anyways, I couldn't even imagine what would happen. I would, I would lose it if someone was following my wife around. I would lose it. Yeah. No, I would I, be in jail right now. I think this is what you should do, Christopher. I think you should really mask up and just walk around <laughs> Costco the whole day and watching people see if it, see, watch for people who are harassing maskers. Well, like, here's the, here's the problem. And with get that. in their face. I'm over six foot yeah. and I'm not a skinny man. And so I have noticed most adults, even large men, larger than me tend to avoid conflict. I've been in situations where like I was with my son or my wife and somebody will make a comment to one of them because we're at some kind of, because, you know, I'm not a political person, but I do like seeing stuff in person, mm -hmm. just like sports. So like, I love seeing sports in person. When there's a rally, I like to see it in person. Man, it's not the same on TV. We couldn't be more different. <laughs> Anyways, 
and people will come up to you when they have a different opinion. You maybe you got a shirt on, or maybe you're dressed a certain way, and they want to make sure to let you know <laughs> that they are disapproving of you. Um, they don't come up to me. They will come up to my son, who's right next to me. Uh, they will come up to my wife or my daughter, but they will not come up to me. They they will not make eye contact. Of course, with me, they're spineless little slugs. Which is my point. They're spineless little slugs. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that's so why I you, bet you that guy would never come up to me. That's my point. Even if he was bigger than I. Yep. So that's my point. Wait a minute. Though, do we the, agree the, on something? The, these, <laughs> you know, whether, regardless of what side you're on, it's, if you're going to bully someone, you're looking to bully someone smaller than you. Absolutely. And that's the, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about whether you're wearing a mask or not. That's not what they're upset about. They're, what they see is they see an opportunity to bully. I, I agree. And, and in their own mind, they think they're being funny. So just punch them in the nuts. No, they think they're being like, they think they're standing up for the American way of life. That's what they think. Yeah. But because they, they're so deluded, they just, they have their little stories that they tell themselves. So my daughter um, is getting older now. So she's not with me all the time or she's not with an adult or whatever. And I always tell her, I go, you said go for the, the uh, bottom half. I always <laughs> say go for the throat. Just punch the guy in the throat, right in the throat. I mean, that, I think that has, for all you women out there, uh, avoid the nuts. There's the, a, a slight move of the knee and you missed. Okay. There <laughs> but are, the throat, the throat is so easy to hit. I don't know. I, I, I think the nice thing about the nuts, <laughs> the nuts, we call them the nuts. Let me say nuts one more time. <laughs> Is that the legs kind of guide you up into That's that area? That's true. So I, I don't know. And that, of course, this all comes down to training. If she's trained, she can hit whatever That's she's true. aiming That's at. True. That's true. If she's true. not trained, though, it's 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 going to be hard no matter what she's aiming. That's at. true. But the throat's never covered up. Okay. <laughs> let's disagree. Let's let's dis, let's agree to. I'm not disagreeing with disagree. you. <laughs> no, I'm just I don't feel like I'm disagreeing with you. All right. Last part on my way over here today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm coming down the street and I'm my usual 10, 15 minutes late. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's over 45. <laughs> and I'm sitting at the light. Okay. And you know, it's just, I'm just thinking about all the, the my day, how it's going to be. It's already starting. Not quite right. And then a truck comes around filled with the blinking signs when they're guiding you. Just just filled with them, packed with them. He comes around the corner. I'm waiting across. It gets right in my lane across the street and he stops. Guy pulls out and just starts unloading all of these blinking. I'm stuck. There's nowhere for me to go. I am so, so glad that worked out perfectly. I, I called Frank this morning and I said, hey, this is when he's coming over. This is his route he takes. As soon as you see that black truck, you pull out in front of him. So, so after he blocks two of the three lanes that are available and the only one available is, you know, far, far, far to the left. He puts the little flags in the thing that says men at work. And then he just takes off. The light turns green. And now I'm stuck. Anyways. So today we're, we're podcasting from my office. For the first time, we usually do this outside, which is why you're not hearing the birds. And the dogs. But what I want you to do right now, Christopher. yes. yes is turn around, look at the huge, overwhelming, turn around the other way. It'll be easier to see. The overwhelming bookcase. <laughs> you can't even see, can you? <laughs> there you go. Uh, second shelf from the top, yeah. there's a small cassette tape there. Do you see it? Yeah. What does it say? Oh, oh. You're not, you have to sit down. <laughs> you can't read it from there? <laughs> Man, you're old. I thought we were talking about here. No, cassette tape. 
Oh my God, it says Men at Work. Did you listen to this band? Was this like oh, it's one of groups? my favorite bands. Yeah, this one. This Australian. One, yeah, this one of my my. I think that may be the only cassette tape I own now. Oh, I had I had a Miami Vice tape, but that it like got shriveled up and died. I have a weird story that has nothing to do with anything. A what? A weird story. Weird. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, so Fast Times at Richmond High had been out, and people were watching it. Everybody was buying checkered vans and I was a holdout I'm like I'm not gonna buy I'm not gonna buy what everybody else is buying come on it's Bacoli just put the shirts back on you see that sign no shirt no shoes no dice oh. I'm at the mall right. because that's what everybody did in the 80s and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna cave in I'm gonna buy these vans I'm a huge skater you know I'll just I'll just do it so I go into the van store and they're playing men at work and I'm thinking the whole time I'm there, men at work the whole time. It's like they had the album on, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I buy these vans. And to this day, every single time I see checkered vans, I think, yeah, men at work, Australia. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Is that weird? No, not really. It's so weird that's that your mind most, works. Uh, with that's the- possibly the most normal story you've ever told. <laughs> I went in to buy shoes and I heard music. But I remember it. Yes. I mean, music I said is 80s, the- right? I'm not mu- talking like late 80s. Music is a strong uh, nostalgic trigger. It is for me, especially. For, yeah. uh, no, not just for you, Christopher. It's oh, for, for all of us. For oh, all of us. Okay. Right, right. Because the ear canal goes directly into the brain. Yes. Okay. I know it's I know it's over 100 degrees outside already, but uh, I think I'd like some more warm coffee. Yeah. Good luck with that. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Life getting you down. Is your head always drooping towards the floor? And then seeing your horrible floor just makes you feel that much worse? What to do? Don't change you. That's too much work. Change your floor instead. Go Rageous Flooring is happy, sunny, exciting, rejuvenating flooring. They make flooring fun again. Woohoo! Go Rageous Flooring. For one you just can't bear to look at your old, horrible floor anymore. You'll be so happy you won't ever look at your floor again. Whoopee. That's GoRageousFlooring.com. GoRageousFlooring. G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S.com. Do you like that coffee? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been drinking the worst coffee lately. The worst. Um, <laughs> and then we got a new coffee maker. And it's, my wife loves it. It's got a few more gadgets on it, but it makes crappy coffee. <laughs> so I'm just like... And I asked her just yesterday, can we return it? And she said, no, I like this coffee maker. And all the gadgets are on the wrong side. So it faces <laughs> the wall. So I have to flip the thing around every time I want to. It's a, Maybe the wall's in the wrong place. Yeah. So yesterday I went down to the grocery store to get stronger coffee so that, you know, at least taste halfway so, decent. So you can get through the day. Yeah. Yeah. I could not believe the prices have climbed up. I couldn't. So I went in the meat section. Not, I'm not a big meat eater. You know, I eat chicken from time to time, fish. I'm talking insane prices. Insane. Insane. Well, that's interesting. There has been a lot of talk of inflation, uh, which a lot of which is basically hollow inflation. It's temporary inflation caused by uh, pandemic shortages, that some of which has already come down. But I did see, it's interesting you mentioned that because I saw this uh, piece in Axios uh, about, about a week ago. Let me pull Your it up. Your favorite source of news? It's not my favorite source. It's becoming less and less favorite. You bring it up they, all the time? Just, well, I, I keep reading it, but they keep skewing further and further left. And, you know, that's not the greatest place to I go. figured you'd love that. No, I don't. I, 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 I like, <laughs> I am I am center, possibly center right, slightly. 
but I go back and forth. When I first met you, you were center left. Uh -uh. I haven't changed. Uh, in my opinion of you, though, <laughs> you, your opinion of yourself, but my opinion of you is your center well, left. Well, you didn't, you, you were less informed of my, all of my opinions at that point. Perhaps. Where, where do I fall? I'm probably, if anything, I've moved more left than right. That's what I, I just I, said. I, You're I, more left than right. No, no, no. But, but since you, since you met me. Oh. Because I've gotten really fed up with a lot of the crap on the right. Okay. Oh, you send right. Uh, or right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Tell oh, yeah. me anyway, what you read. I just pulled it up. Uh, it, it, the title of it is "By the Numbers: The Price of Gas, Beer, Booze, and Makeup." And what in, what interests me about this? They list like eight 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 things and uh, how much they've gone up in the past year. And um, what I liked about this list was I didn't give a crap about any of the things on this list. But why makeup? Women aren't wearing makeup anymore. I, I go to the store all the time. Actually, cosmetics like, cosmetics is only on the list because it's actually gone down. So this oh, is the, this okay, is the that one makes sense. Counter, okay. This this was like the one countervailing thing. So gasoline, since from a year ago, gasoline is up 56.2%, which I don't care about because I drive a Prius. Uh, it I really don't care what it the doesn't, price of gas it didn't, is. That didn't happen here in Phoenix. It's only gone up a very small percent. It's gone up like it normally does. It's it's usually under $3. It's gone up during the summer because of traveling time. Yeah, Holidays there, went up. There are places in the, in the country where it's much more price sensitive and it has gone up. And when I was traveling, I just went up to Durango last week and I noticed the prices uh, were more in flux across the drive. Oh, okay. Um, but no, you're right. We haven't seen prices increases like that. Well, we that. have Mexico. Mexico's our friend. People don't know that. Most of our oil comes from Mexico, and there's plenty of oil down there. We and lot, we're not too far from Texas. We also have a lot of oil here. I, I, I don't know how many derricks I, I passed on the way up to Durango. Probably at least half a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Anyway, uh, number two, bacon up 13%. I don't eat bacon. Couldn't care less. Cigarettes up 7.6%. Don't smoke. Whole milk, 7.2%. Don't drink whole milk. Whiskey up 3.7%. Don't drink whiskey. That beer. bugs me. Beer, <laughs> beer and wine also up. And I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't consume any of this stuff. I'm sorry. I just don't care. So do you know what two buck chuck is? Uh, no. Okay. So there's a guy. So the story goes. Um, who owns a massive vineyard in California. When he got divorced, he lost half of the vineyard to his wife. Now, he's still the overseer of this vineyard legally. And so what he has decided to do is to make the vineyard unprofitable. So for, I don't know how long, 20, 25 years now, he has been selling wine that Trader Joe's can sell for two ninety nine. <laughs> now in in Arizona we have a cross the border tax so it's 3.99. <laughs> now this wine is really really good if you're already intoxicated. <laughs> That's the nice way of putting it. I She's will. already pretty if you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to tell you it makes a great sangria. I love it's perfect. You add a little fruit to it, you add a little drop of uh sugar it's awesome. It's amazing. That is so fascinating. <laughs> so I don't care about the wine too much either because I got my two buck shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, you know, that is, is that not the, uh, the plot to <laughs> the plot to what? Ted Lasso. Is that not the plot to Ted Lasso? Oh, Ted is La it? Do you remember? That? We, well, there we was a divorce, this. but I don't think he lost everything. Okay. Ted Lasso, which we reviewed on pop sub. Yes. The, the plot of that is they, it's, it's a English soccer team and in the divorce, oh, right, right, right. The rich guy 
this is his one true passion and the wife gets yeah, yeah, a team. Yeah, yeah. So she tries I'm to sorry. sink the team. I was thinking about Ted going through the divorce and the, the tragedy no, with that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I got locked. I was locked into the name Ted Lasso. The makeup thing. That is hilarious. So it's down, it's down uh, 0.7%. <laughs> yeah. No one's buying it. Every time I go to the store, I think, oh, when I meet women I've known for years, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen you without makeup before. I don't know. I think these millennials are buying more makeup than ever. Both sexes. Oh, well, that's kind of funny because- my daughter has a, a male friend and I don't think I have ever seen him come over the house without nail polish. <laughs> you know, nail polish, uh, back in the old days, and I'm talk- talking like 2000 years ago. Okay. You can only wear nail, nail polish if you were in the warrior class. So it was the most masculine thing. On you your could toes wear. as well? I don't remember. I don't That's rem- different. I, That's I different. remember wearing, wearing uh, nail polish back then, but I don't remember where. If you're part of a warrior culture, I honestly... You can get away with anything, in my opinion. I'm like, okay, you're the warrior class. You want to do it? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm talking about teenagers. And don't get me wrong. You know, I was there during the uh, big hair days and guys were wearing (laughs) nail polish, but they didn't wear it every day, all day, make sure it was maintained. And the weird thing is he's wearing nail polish, but my daughter is not wearing nail polish. Well, maybe that's the clear stuff and I can't tell, (laughs) but you see what I'm saying here? Uh... I don't, did you have a point? I mean, it's all very confusing. (laughs) Are you easily confused? When it comes to today's cultural standards of what uh, a male is supposed to do in his life versus a female. Yes. It's all very confusing to me. It's an interesting point, which I, I don't, I think has gotten really confused and lost. It seems to me that when I was growing up, there was a sense of masculinity, but it wasn't set. It I grew up in the 80s and 90s, basically, right? I went to college in the 90s. And I remember it just being a lot more flexible. Now people are talking about how rigid masculinity is. They, they, they're they making up this point in, time, in in the past where you had, being a man was a spe- very specific set of traits. And if you deviated from that at all, you weren't considered a man. And I'm thinking back to when I grew up and I'm thinking that that is not at all true of where I grew up. So I, I think it's easier to try to. Uh, well, you grew up on the East Coast. Yep. And being a man in the East Coast, um, being an intellect is still considered masculine. And and if you like, for example, it's cool to be a poet back East. Right. If you're from no. Arizona and you're a poet, eh, I'm talking uh, a few years back. If I, you're a I poet back, your, you're like, eh, he's a little soft. I, I, I take your point, but I think poets are respected anywhere. Okay. In, <laughs> you could be a I smart think in the person, Southwest, though. you could, be a, you could be a poet, but if you don't put music to it. <laughs> yeah. What's the point? Yes. But it's easy to rebel against this idea of masculinity when you're constructing it as something that never really existed or hasn't existed in, in generations. So here's a generalization of my visits to Europe over the last few years. Um, women, they're gone. There are no women. There are men, men, and then there are women, men. I mean, there's so many, it's, and let, I'm not talking about the older generations. If you are young, you look like a man. It's like the whole culture says, I want to be a man. I'm not saying it's overall true every single case, but it seems like when you're walking the streets, women dress like men, men dress like men. Uh, I feel like when you're talking to younger women, they're, they're not always the most feminine. I mean, I, I haven't seen that. You haven't? No. 
I haven't been to Europe. Uh, you're talking about Europe or just in general? Where are you uh, I, and obviously I'm not talking about all of Europe. So, okay, so you're but generally speaking, when you're in the metropolitan areas, that's how I feel. I mean, they've been wearing pantsuits from the, since the nineties. Yes. And they've been wearing more, what they think of as comfortable clothing. Um, but other than that, they also wear some things that, you know, most men don't wear like short shorts that have words plastered over the back of them. Isn't that more of an American thing? Uh, yeah, but you know, once it's in America, it, you see, I, I, you, I, when, last time I traveled in Europe, I saw it all over the place. I have not seen very many men wearing skirts in Europe, but I have seen men wearing skirts here. Have you not here. been to Scotland? Yeah, let's not go there. You <laughs> know what I'm talking about. I haven't seen a lot of guys wearing skirts here. Maybe I'm just not hanging out in the right places. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Going back to, let's go back to the price thing. What else? That's it. That was, uh, I, we covered the entire list of things. Uh, and, and just to, to bring up the point that um, there has been a lot of talk about inflation. It's like, oh no, everybody's going mad about the inflation. Well, the inflation, a lot of it's been caused by the pandemic and a lot of it has started to ease already. I think I just saw a statistic that said lumber prices, which had skyrocketed, are down 18%. Down what? 18%. Oh, thank God. Cause I'm trying to, it's going to take a while to get back. To I'm normal, trying though. to add on to my skateboard ramp for the kids and I'm just not going to do it for, I, I think it's going to take a while to get back to normal because I think the lumber industry may be juicing those prices a little bit. Well, you do know we had fires for the last three years. Okay. And there's people that want to move into houses and there's no houses to move into. So that's going to make the a lot of that cost has more to do with the shortage of um, skilled builders. That true. And the fact that there's a lot of 30 year olds or millennials that are like hitting 30 are like, you know what? I think it's time to move out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have a bit of a housing crisis here. Phoenix is the worst. I, I'm I not kidding no, you. Phoenix is not the worst, but uh, I have new neighbors. They San bought a house Francisco. a year ago. I have neighbors next door who bought a new house and right across the street, there's a house for sale. It's a hundred thousand dollars more mm-hmm. than a year ago. And the house is not nicer. That's not just here, though. That's all, places in the Midwest, which had really have no reason for people moving there. They're up $100,000, too. I almost bought that house next door. <laughs> yeah, we kick ourselves. Yeah, I'm excited, though, about my own property, though. I hope that house does sell across the street for an extra $100,000. That's great, but then you can't sell your house because where are you going to buy? No, but there's all kinds of options with, like, refinancing, uh, uh, taking out a second mortgage if you wanted to. I mean, there's options. Before, when my house was down 50%, uh, there were no options. Uh, I, I don't want to be lame, but I'm thirsty. Can I have some water? <laughs> This is second cup. No. All this right, is all Phoenix. Right. We don't have any water here. Bring oh your own damn God. water. water. What's a pony midnight dreary? Well, I was pony weak and weary. A pony forty looked so dreary. I got a suggestion that would make you cheery. It's gorgeous. They got floors with fishes and fairies, bubbles and berries, cats and canaries. So as you're looking for something a little unique, go to our website and go take a peek. That's G-O-R-A-J-E-O-U-S dot com. Go Rages Floor for the outrageous look. Reality bites, doesn't it? <laughs> so you were talking about- Or maybe uh, reality wins. <laughs> What? Uh, you were talking earlier <laughs> about how music brings back memories. Do you remember this old movie, Reality Bites? I want to say yes. Winona Ryder. Yeah, nobody remembers it. It, I mean, it was an okay movie, but it had an amazing soundtrack. And I, I listen to it all the time. Every time I hear it, it brings me back 
to college. Anyway, Christopher, enough about your silly housing prices. <laughs> Let's get back to reality. Okay. And how you can win with it. I just, I saw this, this article, which the article itself was kind of stupid. It was in the, it, it was in the BBC and they were trying to make it sound. The BBC is a good start for stupid. No. Well, <laughs> I still hold out hope that the BBC will recover, but it has gotten worse over the past decade. All news has, but go, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's probably a fair point. Uh, the article was about an NSA contractor who leaked some documents and got convicted in 2018. And it was, the article was trying to spin it as kind of an anti-Trump thing, which, Hey, I'm all for that. <laughs> what do you mean? But, like leaking like information about like what? Like government? I, I don't even remember what it was about because that wasn't what really held my attention or caught my attention for this article. But the article, I just wanted to point out that the article was sort of trying to spin it as being anti-Trump and that uh, somehow Biden was doing a good thing, but he wasn't. This was just a parole issue and whatever. The woman was getting out on parole. And what really caught me, the reason I can't remember in the details of the story was because the, the woman's name is too much for me to handle. Okay, okay, get it out. Her name is Reality Winner. Winner, W-I-N-N-E-R? Yes. That's got to be a fake name. <laughs> Come on. Do you think maybe she married into it? Like maybe her name you was- You can't do that. That just doesn't happen. <laughs> I, 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 they, they, and they, they talk about the all this stuff in the article without mentioning anything about her name. It's like, excuse me, the only thing I want to know here is how do you wind up with that name? Did you look it up to find out no, where she got it? Why not? Because it's broke my brain. <laughs> I can't do anything now. I'm literally broken. I love spy stories. So maybe it's like, her, maybe it's not her real name. Maybe it's her, uh, her handle. You know, she was an NSA contractor. I don't think that's really a spy. I just, I think that's someone who sits in an office looking at spreadsheets. That's like the ultimate spy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. People are like, ah, she's just a contractor that sits in the office. Meanwhile, she's killing, uh, other agents at night. No. At she's fancy a, balls. She's doing a spreadsheet of how many. <laughs> With some fancy kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> Is she hot looking? Uh, the picture of her in a orange jumpsuit was, wasn't, <laughs> did not define enough. Wait a minute. She wasn't her. wearing an evening gown like in James Bond? No. <laughs> Do you remember this old, um, this old movie from the 80s? I think it was 85. It's called Falcon and the Snowman. Was that a TV show or a movie? No, no, it was a movie. Oh, it might have been a TV show after the last and a half a season, but I don't remember. Anyways, it's got, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is what you're thinking of. You no, 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 no. You're confused I, yourself. No, deeply Falcon nice. and the Snowman. In no, fact, no, you're totally confused. I don't think so. Anyways, it had <laughs> it had Sean Penn in it. Ugh. Oh, come on. Sean Penn's not that bad. As an actor, know. he's I've okay. Never, yeah, he's fine, I guess. He just seems like, I don't know. Well, little, anyways. He seems a little pretentious. Yes? Yeah, I'm registered in this class. What class? This is U.S. history. See the globe right there. Really? Those, that, that was a real story. And the thing I liked about it is every now and then I'll, I'll remember that story. And I'll look to see... Where, where are those guys today? One of them's still in jail for leaking spies directly to the Russians. Mm. And then the other one is back in jail. So one guy was like, seriously, a bad dude. But the other guy was just like, yeah, I want to make some fast money. <laughs> and that was, a, but I always, this, this I'm always with, fascinated by real spy stories. This is the movie with Chevy Chase, right? Yeah, right. Spies like us. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. I love that movie. These are our newly arrived surgeons, Doctors Trowbridge and Greenbaum. Doctor? 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 
Doctor? Doctor. Doctor? Doctor. Doctor? Doctor. 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 And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Um, I suspect sometimes by the way that we get our information, especially military inf- spies like us might be a little bit, a little too close to the Hey man, door. they're all humans, you know, they're not that smart. Well, I just remember the whole thing with the 9-11 and then they had the whole, I'm sorry, no. yes. So the whole thing with the 9-11 thing is, is that shortly after that's where we kind of started the whole war on terror. So anybody who was a terrorist and that included, which I thought was interesting because I remember saying this at the time they announced it. I go, does that include Ireland? Are we going to war with Ireland and all the terrorists up there in Northern UK? Anyways, the whole thing what they were talking about, why did we go to war? Was it worth it? And they had trials and they, you know, Senate got involved and there were Senate hearings. You know what they used for dropping bombs? Planes? Yes. But I mean, they actually used tourist guides. (laughs) <laughs> they went to maps issued out by tourism and that's what they use as a reference mm-hmm. in the beginning of that war. Hey man, wherever you can get your intelligence, get it. Well, uh, what are we paying for the satellites for? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they help direct the air, air, airplanes to where to go. The tourist maps. No. <laughs> yeah. That might give you an idea of where it is, but you have to actually connect the dots. You have to tell the plane you are here and you want to go there. You can't just use a tourist map for that. You would think, but if you ever get a chance you, no, 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 to saying, watch you, you those can, videos, you should see. You can use a tourist map to pick your targets, but then you have to actually find the target. It was bizarre when I heard that. that that's bizarre. I think that's, I think that's a great use of intelligence. I'm sure the Russians and all the rest of the world use that when they're trying to plot against us. But it seems since we're issuing out billions of dollars yearly, it seems to me at some point we should actually use the technology. Well, the technology, but I think it's been proven over and over again that the most important part in our intelligence chain is the human factor. You know, human intelligence on the ground as close to as close to as you can get to wherever the conflict is. Yeah, I know. And you know, why, I'm just joking. Why I, I am joking. Okay. I, I do realize that. You know, these military men are putting their lives in serious harm's way for our and reality winner and reality winner. So she's out there as she's out. out. So she's going to jail. No, she's out now. She's paroled. (laughs) She is a winner after all. I don't know about that. She got paroled. So, you know, see how that goes. We'll have to talk to our probation officer and let's see what he has to say about it. Goes to my kind of broken psychology. Okay. So speaking of maps. You, I, I caught in this conversation that you headed up to Colorado, and so next, how, how how did that end up going? Well, that's week, not that's not a short trip from Phoenix. No, seven and a half hours. Next week we should talk a little bit about how Google failed me in every possible way. But <laughs> so I, I drove my son up to Durango because he's having a great time there now. A seven and a half hour drive, and I drove up with him, but then I had to come back solo because I dropped him off. And it hit me again that I think I would make a terrible person to road trip with because I just want to stay in the car and get home as soon as, as soon as possible. And this is, I remember when I was. So you were like rocketing, you're like a rocket ship heading back to Phoenix. Well, a slow rocket because I'm slow. And actually a better example was when I was younger and driving up and down the East coast for college or relocating, you know, I moved from New York to uh, North Carolina at one point. And at that time I had a little Tercel, which is a pretty slow car. And, you know, this, this is an early nineties Tercel with a four speed, uh, manual transmission. So it, it couldn't make it up the hills. Like literally 
I would could have, or could not? Could not. I would have to gun it at the bottom of the hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do that. And then, you know, if I go and, I was going 65, by the time I got to the top of the hill, I'd be going 55. Yeah, yeah. So when I used to have a VW bug. So that would be terrible out here where we actually have mountains. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my point being was when I was traveling from New York to North Carolina, I was going, I would, I would max out at 60 because the car just started to shake apart after, after that. And, and I just don't like driving fast anyway. But here's the thing. I would still, I would get passed by the same car over and over again because I would stay on the road. I stopped to pee and get pizza. Oh, you're like steady, I, slow and steady. Yeah, slow and steady. I just, I never stop for, to take a meal. I never stop to get the overlook. I just stay in the car and I'm driving. If I'm going somewhere, I'm driving there. But we're on the way there, were you like that? Well, not with my son. Okay. When I had my son, we, no, we, we still, you know, we were still destination So you're bound, get but, there, get back. There's no, there's no like, like, oh, look at the historical sign. I'm going to pull over and check that out. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why, you know, on the way down when I was young, when I was younger and I was just always by myself, I would beat cars that were doing 75 miles an hour because they would pass me over and over again because they would stop for lunch and stuff. And nope. You mean enjoy themselves? James, yes. James, <laughs> James would stay in the car. James would eat in the car. The only only two re- things that could get James out of the car was gas and to use the restroom. See, when I travel with other people and they say, well, let's do all this stuff on the way there and then we'll do a few things on the way back. I know myself. And I'm like, nope, that's not going to work. <laughs> they're like, yeah. okay, so you're kind of the same way. No, on oh. the way back only. Okay. On the way there, literally a bird could fly a certain direction. I see an open field and go, that looks interesting. Let's pull over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. So I always try to book all the interesting things on the way that I'm going to make the stop. And on the way back, yeah, I'm very focused. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, where's the jar? I have to pee? Oh, give me the jar. <laughs> There's a window. <laughs> but on the way there, really, I, I love taking my time going places. Right. If there is a sign, and I said it jokingly before, but that was that was real. Well, if I see a sign that says, this is a historic sign up ahead and there's interesting blah, 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 I'll pull over, recheck it out. And if it leads to something else, I might spend a couple hours there. Yeah. But, so so that, that's what makes us bad. Well, what makes me bad as a, doing an actual quote road trip because you, Part, it's it's the it's the journey. It's you the should journey. stop and see Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, I'm not interested. Well, th- once again, this is why, and we've talked about how I tend to walk to places. At least I did in my 20s and early 30s. And because you were a hobo, yeah, that being a hobo is a big part of it. Um, I even had a stick with a bag on it at one time. Um, but my my point in that is that when you are walking. You can go steady because you're going so slow. You can take things in as you go. Yeah. I mean, you pass a sign, you can start reading it. And when you get closer, you kind of finish it and you just keep walking. <laughs> I'm serious. And um, I really, I really enjoy doing that. I'm, I'm hoping I'm in, whenever the day comes when I pseudo retire, because I will never retire. It's not my genetic makeup, but where I'm not working all the time. I'd like to go back to like I was in my early 20s. I hope in good enough health. I'd like to start doing hiking again like that. I'd like to pick a spot maybe. I've never really done the Appalachian Mountains. I'd really like to, you know, start at the top, start at the bottom, you know, whatever's best and just make my way and do it for like six months. I'd like to do that. I really hope I'm there again. Well, good luck with that. Just pick, take uh, take some bug spray. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, but I think, you know, it's just, uh, it's a failing of mine that I don't think I could be a good road tripper. I think the only time I could be a happy road trip person is if I'm not doing any of the driving. What do you do? Are you a sleeper? Do you help the driver stay awake? Or are you just like, you know, I'm not driving. I'm going to snooze. I'll wake me up in five hours. Well, I'm either driving or co-driving. Oh, you're one of those. Well, yeah. 
But okay. I'm saying, it, you know, to, you're, got, you're the one with the map. If, if we were going to, if, if I was with people and they wanted to be on a genuine road trip, I think I would have to be just assume like I was not the designated non-driver. Otherwise, I think I would just have that mentality of wanting to get there. Oh, right, right. Now, I love it when I'm driving with somebody and they go, I'm in charge of the map. I'm like, nice. Yeah, yeah I love that. Well, if you're not driving, whoever's in the passenger seat is the map person. You would think, but I have been in the car with people and you're like trying to explain how a map works on the journey. <laughs> I have, I have certain, I have a low tolerance for a lot of things. And this is one of the things like if you're not in the passenger seat and helping driving, then get out, like just <laughs> open the door and step out, get out of here. And like, you know, if I'm in the driver's seat and you, and you tell me, Hey, let's go look at the big rock over here. Nope. We're driving now. So. I'm fine with people not knowing how to read a map, but the thing is, is you do not get to ride shotgun. <laughs> if you can't read a map, you don't get shotgun. How do you not know how to read a map? People don't. You're like trying to explain, especially now. What are you talking about? You just bringing up the whole Google thing. Oh I'm serious. It's harder now than it was before. I I'm swear to God. I'm constantly trying to explain to people how maps work and they're like, well, just plug it into Google. No, that's not the point. How are you supposed to know what's along the way? Do you remember trip ticks? No. Okay, triptychs, uh, I think this was AAA did this. If you knew you were going someplace, you could call up AAA and they would print out a specialized map just for you. And it would be this little flip book that it was uh, tall and narrow and it just had the section of the road that you would be that that you would be on and you would just flip to the next section and it would just be section after section of just the road you need to No, I never on. had that. I, I love AAA though. They, they, they were great for trips. It was fantastic. It was because KOA land for me. It gave you, you know, information about where you're going, but also it just told you how to get there. They don't do that anymore? I don't know if they do or not. We should find you, out. Of course, it would have been re replaced by Google Maps. The nice thing about the triptych is that it doesn't get confused about where you're going. It doesn't accidentally turn off. It doesn't accidentally you know, switch apps on you. It doesn't crash. <laughs> it's always just there. It it can't get wet, though. It can get, <laughs> well, how is it going to get wet? <laughs> Didn't I tell you about the pee jar? <laughs> well, don't, don't store it in the pee jar. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go get some more coffee oh, or get Lord, out of here, yeah, James. I need to use the pee something else right now. <laughs> All right, thanks, James, for inviting me over Thank again. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Heat Stroke is brought to you by Markers in Motion. Audio engineer, Christopher Furman. If you'd like to contact Heat Stroke, go to heatstrokepodcast.com. Don't you see me? Take a boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. One. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's made from pink. Brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee.